The Vopreneur who learns how to pivot is the Vopreneur who is going to continue to thrive. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a Vopreneur. Welcome to the Everyday Vopreneur podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Your number one marketing tool is your voiceover demos. When you're posting them online, you want to be sure they're playable on any device and with any browser. The VoiceAmp player does exactly that. Sign up at msvo.me/msvoiceam and receive three months of VoiceAmp for the price of one. Sign up now at msvo.me/msvoiceam. So even though his choices of in-studio snacks and baseball teams may be kind of sketchy, his advice on voiceover is spot on. Thanks for the Vopreneur podcast, Mark. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original Everyday Vopreneur. Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Everyday Vopreneur podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Looking forward to diving into another episode with you again this week. But just before we do that, I want to remind you to visit the website at vopreneur.com. Every episode of the podcast is there. And it contains a whole lot of information that is going to help you become a better vopreneur. That is going to help you to grow your voiceover business. Check it out at vopreneur.com. So the last few weeks, we've been talking about COVID-19 and how it is going to impact your voiceover business. I've talked about how to market through COVID-19. I have talked about trends that you need to watch for that are developing as a result of COVID-19. We've talked about self-care. And getting yourself through this crisis with a lower level of stress and anxiety, because I think we're all experiencing high levels of both of those things right now. This week, I want to come at it from a slightly different angle, and I know that some of you don't want to keep talking about it, but the fact of the matter is, it's not going away anytime soon. And I also think that it is fairly safe to say that even when we start to see the number of new cases drop. We're not just going to flip a switch and turn everything back to normal immediately. This is something that is going to take time, and the more that we get into this, the deeper that we get into this, the more that it seems like that could be 12 months or 18 months or even longer before everything finally returns to normal. Which means that if you are going to continue to thrive in your voiceover business, and trust me, there are still opportunities to do that, you're going to have to learn how to pivot. You're going to have to learn how to adapt. To everything that is going on around you, so that you can stay relevant and keep moving forward. So that's what this week's episode is all about: talking about some ways that you can pivot your voiceover business to make sure that you are still continuing to thrive. Now, the first thing that I want to talk about is this whole idea of trying to help people out through the crisis and whether or not I should be offering my voiceover services for free. You know, it's wrong of me. In a time like this, to be asking for money when so many people are hurting and so many businesses are hurting, I understand the sentiment, and it's one that I've heard a lot of, and it is one that I have addressed briefly in videos on my YouTube channel and through the Vopreneur Facebook group. But I want to touch on it here as well. You need to think like a business owner, and that is going to change the way that you approach this situation. When we come at it from the creative space. We are more emotional about it. We're more sensitive about it, and and that is the way that we're going to think. We don't want to take advantage of anybody. We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. We don't want to feel like we're capitalizing on a crisis. We just want to help people out. My point 
is that when you approach that from a business standpoint, you can do those things, but still keep your business profitable. You can do, do those things and still keep making money. One of the things that it's important to remember, and I think this is where we need a little bit of perspective. There are a lot of people that are out of work. No question. There are a lot of businesses that have had to close their doors. No question. There are a lot of businesses that have experienced slowdowns because of having to change the way that they do business. No question. Nobody's denying any of that. But it doesn't represent the entire economy. There are still an awful lot of businesses that are out there working every single day. Businesses that are considered to be essential services. Businesses that have been able to pivot and do their business in a different way. Maybe moving from a traditional brick-and-mortar retail to online sales or curbside pickups and things of that nature. So there is still a lot of business happening every day. Profitable business that is happening every day. And do you know why? Because there are business owners that are out there that are trying to figure out what they need to be doing to keep the doors open. How do I continue to be able to keep my business in profit? How do I keep from having to lay off all of my employees? How do I keep bringing in money so that I don't have to close my doors, so that I don't have to miss my rent payment? How do I keep my business thriving so that I can continue to take care of my family? Businesses are still out there working every day. Entrepreneurs are out there every day solving problems and getting paid to do it. You are a VOpreneur. You have a responsibility to your business to adapt so that you can continue to thrive even in the midst of this crisis. I want to share just a couple of examples of things that are happening just in Canada that I have read about in the news. Some good news stories, if you will. So we've got microbreweries who have switched production to hand sanitizer. They're not selling the booze anymore because a lot of the places that they were selling to, the restaurants, the bars, etc., have closed down. And so they have learned to pivot. They have switched their production to hand sanitizer, and now they are solving a problem. And they're not just giving it away for free. They have solved a problem and created a business. They have learned how to pivot. We've got clothing companies that have started making masks instead of T-shirts, and they're making masks that they are providing both to frontline workers and just to the normal population. Different types of masks for different situations. They learned how to pivot. And they are doing it for a profit. And that doesn't make them evil. And it doesn't make them bad. And it doesn't make them nasty, disgusting capitalists. And it doesn't make them greedy Wall Street people. It makes them entrepreneurs who are trying to support the families of the people who work for them. Who are trying to keep the economy afloat. And so I think part of what's going on here is we need to be very careful about the narratives from which we are approaching this. If we see ourselves as dirty, as bad, as, as evil, as chasing money in the midst of all of this, then yeah, of course, it's going to make us not want to go out and find the work. It's going to make us not want to go out and do the marketing. It's going to make us want to give our work away for free. But that's the wrong way to look at this. There are stories in Canada of equipment manufacturers who have retooled their entire operations in order to be able to make ventilators. We've got home-based entrepreneurs and small businesses with 3D printers that are now cranking out face shields, and they are providing those face shields to frontline workers and essential services. All of these are stories of entrepreneurs who have figured out how to pivot, and they're not doing it for free. They're taking care of their business, they're taking care of their employees, they're taking care of their families. They're still being able to pay their rent. They're still being able to pay their electric. They're still being able to pay their utility bills, their 
internet and their telephone bills. They're doing it to support the economy and support the cause, and it doesn't make them bad people. It doesn't make them people who are capitalizing on a crisis. It makes them entrepreneurs who are adapting their businesses to remain viable. And when this is all over, many of them will likely go back to doing what they did before. The Vopreneur needs to do the same thing. You need to look at where the market shifts are happening, and you need to pivot. And I think there are a couple of really important questions that you can ask yourself in the midst of this. First and foremost, what is an essential service right now? And that may be different depending on where you're at. I know in Ontario, the list is different from some of the other provinces across the country because the provinces have the ability to set those lists. I'm sure that it's probably similar in the States and in the United Kingdom and countries all around the world where where you're at, the government has probably deemed what is and isn't an essential service right now, what can and can't remain open, what businesses can and can't continue to operate. Figure out what those essential services are and ask yourself if there's any way that you can be a resource to them. It's not just about going out and making voiceovers right now. It's about how can I be a resource? How can I help these people do what they are doing? How can I be part of the solution that they are offering to all of the problems that are being solved right now? Those are the questions you need to ask yourself. I want you to think about what genres are experiencing growth and what genres have faded off. And, and this is something that I've talked about in other episodes. We touched on this in the marketing episode for COVID, and we also talked about this in the trends for COVID. But paying attention to those types of things is going to be really important. Just look at your client list right now. Which clients are you still hearing from? What kind of work are they doing? And how can you go out and find more clients like that that are doing a similar kind of work? Because that's obviously where the opportunities are right now. Pay attention to the trends. Pay attention to what is going on around you and learn how to pivot. You know, I've been in the middle of this kitchen renovation for quite a while. We started in February, long before all of this started. But one of the things that I have been seeing in the last couple of weeks as I've been trying to source materials to get my kitchen done, there are a lot of people who are at home right now that have nothing else to do. And so all of those things that they were putting off until, quote unquote, someday, well, guess what? Someday has finally arrived. I talked to the company that I bought my flooring from, and they said that they have never been busier. Everybody was talking about the run on toilet paper. Well, apparently there was a run on flooring as well. All of these families who have had renovations that they've wanted to do, they're doing it now while they're at home and they got nothing else to do. Pay attention to those types of trends. Are there opportunities that can come as a result of that? That's going to give you a pretty good indication of who's still working and what's still happening. Go try and buy a trampoline right now or any other kind of outdoor yard fund for kids. I tried to buy a trampoline. I've been trying for two weeks to buy a trampoline. I can't find one from any of about a dozen different retailers. I even went direct to a couple of manufacturers and I couldn't get one. They're sold out. Everybody's doing the same thing that I'm doing right now. They're trying to figure out how am I going to get my kids through it this summer if we're not allowed to leave home. Pay attention to those trends. Pay attention to those businesses, to those companies. Is that opening up doors? Is that sparking any ideas for potential voiceover opportunities for you? You know, people may not be buying a whole lot of new furniture right now, but the number of ads that I have seen for board games and card games has gone through the roof. In Ontario, just about every major retailer has stopped producing a flyer, except for Toys R Us, who's putting out like three of them a week right now, because all the kids are home and they need something to do. Follow the trends. Here's another question you could ask yourself. What's become more important to you? 
Where has the money in your monthly budget been going? Are there opportunities there? Sit down and think about the services that you're still taking advantage of, the products that you are still buying, the brands that you are still supporting. Inside all of those, if you sat down and brainstormed it out and made a list, inside all of those, there are opportunities for voiceover leads. There are opportunities for voiceover jobs. You just have to be willing to pivot. Change that narrative from the ambulance chaser, capitalizing on a crisis, taking advantage of people in a terrible time, in a terrible situation. Change that narrative. Be a resource. Be a solution to the problem. Do your part as a small business owner to continue to support the economy. Because I'll tell you one thing we don't want right now is economic collapse in addition to a pandemic. That's not going to end well for anybody. Follow the trends. Learn how to pivot. We're talking about pivoting in this episode of the podcast and how important it is going to be for the vopreneur that is going to get through the COVID crisis with a voiceover business still intact to have to be able to pivot, to identify the trends and move in different directions. And one of those trends that we are seeing developing more than ever is the importance of being able to self-market. More and more production houses are now keeping rosters of voice actors that they can turn to in a pinch to get jobs done. You want to be one of those voice actors. You want to be on that roster. You want to build a whole client base of people like that so that you can have auditions and bookings coming to you regularly. And in order to do that, you have to learn how to self-market. If you've got professional training, demos in a home studio, but you're still not booking, the problem is likely with your marketing and the good news is we can fix it. The VoiceOver Marketing Playbook 2.0 is a step-by-step, easy-to-follow marketing course that's going to give you a clear plan for finding your own leads, building your own client base, and becoming the consistently working voice actor you want to be. I'm going to teach you how to go out and find those production companies, how to get on those rosters, what to say, who to contact, everything that you need to know is in VoiceOver Marketing Playbook 2.0. And this is a great opportunity to take the course. Maybe you're at home right now. Maybe you've got a little bit of extra time on your hands. Or maybe you recognize that you do need to pivot your voiceover business. This is the time to seize the opportunity. This is the time to go for it. Playbook is available now through April the 24th, 2020. That is now through April the 24th, 2020. And then it has gone away again. You can register at voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. The website again is voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. Now back to our show. Let's talk about exposure for a minute, which depending on the context in which you use the word can be a really dirty word. And I think it can actually be a really dirty word in voiceover right now. We've always had those people that are out there that are offering projects to talents for low or no budget and offering them exposure. And there's always going to be talent that are willing to accept it because they are desperate. But what they fail to realize is that they're not really getting exposed to anybody they want to be exposed to. This whole exposure term has been popping up a lot more lately. You got a lot of businesses that are hurting. You got a lot of people that are trying to create content. And they're claiming that they don't have the budgets to do it, except that somehow they still have the budgets to pay for the videos and pay for the productions and all of that stuff. But that's another story. So in the midst of all of that, they're putting out voiceover opportunities for talent, offering them exposure. 
I want to ask you a question, and I want you to think about this. Who is that exposure going to get you exposed to? So, for example, let's say that you lend your voice to some low-budget video game because that low-budget video game is going to get you exposure. And so your voice has now been exposed to the dozens or, or hundreds or maybe thousands of people who play that video game. How likely is it that anybody in that audience are people who are ultimately going to hire you for voiceover? Yes, there is the possibility that somewhere there's one person playing that game that maybe is a developer themselves. But overall, what are the chances that who you are being exposed to is the audience that you need exposure with? I want you to think very carefully about that. Here's a great example. I work for a video production company that I have been doing voiceovers for for probably close to 10 years. And they are one of the companies that has definitely felt the sting of everything that is going on right now with COVID. And so they reached out to me and said, look, we know that we need to pivot. We know that we need to do something in our business to try and draw in some new clients and some new work. And we need to get our clients thinking differently, our existing clients who are afraid to market or afraid to create video content in the midst of this because, you know, again, narratives. They don't want to seem like they're capitalizing on a crisis. So we talked about it. And what they decided was that they wanted to create a video that was going to talk about effective ways to market in the times that we're in right now. And that video was going to be presented to their audience, which is potentially an audience full of buyers. Now, because this is something that they were doing on their own, they weren't getting hired by somebody else to do it. They didn't really have a budget for it. They're hurting right now. So they came to me and said, would you be willing to partner with us on this? Would you be willing to give us this voiceover? So I looked at the upside potential of it. This is a voiceover that is going to be sent out to voiceover buyers, right? Ultimately, this is a video that is going to be played for people who they're trying to sell videos to. And so when they watch this video and they're like, oh, you know what? That is a good idea. I could create content around that. And then they come to this production company for the job. I'm going to be the first voice that they think of because I'm the voice that was on that video. So in that case, the exposure made sense because it was getting me in front of the right people. But if you're being offered exposure before you decide whether or not it's worth it, you need to figure out whether or not it's getting you in front of the right people. Is it getting you in front of your buyers? Right along with this, I also want to mention that nonprofit doesn't mean broke. Do you know who has some of the biggest operating budgets in the world? Charities. Charities with millions of dollars in operating budgets. Now, they're not all like that, obviously. But don't just assume that nonprofit means broke. Because you are going to see a lot of pitches from nonprofits who are wanting you to do work for free to assist their nonprofit. But rest assured, they have budgets, and a lot of their administrative staff are getting paid from those budgets. Nonprofit does not mean broke. So don't be taken advantage of in that way. One more thing I want you to think about. If the project is being created for sales, marketing, promotional, or other forms of financial gain, which is basically every voiceover job ever, then why should you be working for free if the end user is going to be making money off of you? If the end user is going to be making money off of your work? So if a video production company comes to you 
and says, look, we've got a client that wants to create a video for their new company, but in the circumstances that we're in right now, would you be willing to do it for free because they don't have a lot of money? Well, they're going to take that video and they're going to launch their company, which I'm assuming they're doing for profit. So they're going to make money off of you. So why should you be working for them for free? I want to be very clear about one thing. I'm not saying that there is never a time when you can't offer a discount. I'm not saying that there is never a time where you can't offer to do something for free. I'm not saying that there's never a charity that you couldn't support if it was really near and dear to your heart. All I'm saying is to apply a little bit of critical thinking before you make some of those decisions. In my case, the company that I did the free voiceover for, longtime client, 10 years of working with them doing multiple projects every month over a decade. Can I help them out on this one? And is there gain potential in it for me? You bet there is. So I sat down, I looked at it critically, and decided there was definitely a strong upside to this one for me. And I was willing to do it. But in the midst of all of this, that's the only one I've given away for free. I've offered discounts to a couple other clients who were getting ready to close their businesses and needed voicemail messages and greetings that they could put onto their on-hold systems to let their customers know what's going on. But again, critical thinking, sitting down and, and determining what's really going on and whether or not this is really a good idea. And that's where a lot of voice actors fall short. We see the nonprofit and we immediately think that we're doing a good thing by working for free, but we're not sitting down and thinking about it critically. We see the word exposure and, you know, we decide that we're any work is better than no work and we just got to get our names out there, but we're not thinking about who we're getting our names out to and whether or not there's an upside for us or just an upside for them. And by the way, every time that you work for a client for exposure, the chances of you getting paid on the next job, it's going to be a lot harder to get budget out of them. Just saying, keep that in mind as well. Working for free isn't necessarily helping anyone, and it especially isn't helping the financial stability of your business and your family. So if you're going to do it, you need to do it strategically, but don't just do it because COVID, which is what a lot of voice actors are doing right now. I see voice actors marketing themselves as working for free because COVID. And I don't think that that's the way that you build a business. I don't think that that's the way that you operate as a business owner. I don't think that that's the way that you contribute to the economy. And I don't think that's the way that you help the industry as a whole to get through this. I don't know how long this is going to last. None of us do. But I do know that many of us are going to have to learn how to pivot. Many of us are going to have to sit down and figure out new directions where we can take our voiceover businesses. And maybe that's going to be temporary or maybe that's going to be long-term. But I do think that the voice actor that is willing to adapt is the voice actor that is going to thrive even in the midst of this pandemic. And I also think that we need to take control of our narratives. Think like a business owner. Think like an entrepreneur. Think like your life depends on it. Because if your business goes under and you no longer have the means to take care of your family, then all of that exposure and all of that quote-unquote goodwill and all of that free labor or all of that avoiding that you did in order to not be perceived in a negative light by somebody because you didn't want to market through the crisis, what good did it do you if you still ended up closing your doors? Think like a business owner. Think like a VOpreneur. Learn how to pivot and you'll get through this.
however long it lasts. You never have to miss another episode of this podcast. Go to vopreneur.com. Every episode is there. Every episode is available to be listened to. Every episode is available to be downloaded. You can also click on the shop button and pick up a Vopreneur tee, pick up a voiceover tee, maybe a hoodie, got workout shirts, men's and ladies fashions, tons of colors, tons of sizes. Represent. You know, when you're going out to the grocery store and you're wearing your mask and you're wearing your gloves and you're social distancing, you could still do a little bit of marketing with your Vopreneur tee or your voiceover tee. Check it out at vopreneur.com and click on the shop button. Also remember, you can subscribe wherever fine podcasts are given away for free, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. Guys, thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday Vopreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Your number one marketing tool is your voiceover demos. When you're posting them online, you want to be sure they're playable on any device and with any browser. The Voice Amp Player does exactly that. Sign up at msvo.me slash msvoicesam and receive three months of Voice Amp for the price of one. Sign up now at msvo.me slash msvoicesam. The Vopreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more Vopreneur goodness? Jump online at vopreneur.com.